hello, hello, and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmins. On today's episode, we're going to start a multi-part conversation about finishing the year stronger. But before we can finish the year stronger, we've got to tackle those unfinished projects that you have. We've got to address those unmet goals or the goals that where you haven't made the degree of progress that you were anticipating. We've got to talk about the actions that you are postponing or the decisions that you are postponing. And also perhaps visit those uncomfortable conversations that you are avoiding initiating. From my perspective, doing those things that I've just ticked off, that's really the first step in helping you to finish the year stronger. And if you're saying to yourself, well, isn't it too early to have this conversation? I say think about it this way. You do not really have four full months before the end of the year. You don't have a full September, October, November, or December. At best, you probably have a good two and a half, maybe three months. And this is even the case if you don't celebrate any of the fall holidays. So think of today's episode and the subsequent conversations that we're going to have related to this theme and topic as really a tap on your shoulder that says, hey, 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 you do not have as much time as you think you do to address what is un- incomplete and unfinished. But also, again, it's a reminder that you cannot finish the year stronger if you haven't addressed why those things are unfinished. Why are they in, in, in an incomplete status? Why are those goals not met? Or you haven't made the progress um, that you thought you would. Why have you postponed making that decision or taking an action? Why are you avoiding that conversation? You've got to address that if you really want to put yourself in a position to finish the year stronger. So don't laugh, (laughs) or at least don't laugh too hard. But I'm about to draw a parallel between those unfinished projects, unmet goals, etc., and falling in love. I know, kind of crazy, right? But think about it. When you start a new project, when you fall in love, there's this excitement that's all embedded in that, right? And then the sizzle fades. (laughs) The sizzle fades when it comes to that new love. The sizzle fades when it comes to that new project. So play along with me for a moment and consider that indescribable feeling and connection that you felt when you met your one or that you felt if you've been in a a relationship for a long time and you're like oh man we're like really reconnecting again and we're deepening our intimacy like just bring to mind that feeling and that connection and think about the magic and the mystery that exists there Again, whether it's a new love or whether it's deepening a love that already exists. 
I'm asking you to hearken this back to your, you know, physical, mental memory as perhaps also, you know, just your heart and just your body memory so that you can reconnect with that sensation because those feelings often accompany you when you are kicking off a new project. You're excited about it whatever that, you know, new project might be or a new goal or you're, you know, excited about a decision that you, you want to make, a conversation. Well, maybe you're not, you may not be all that excited about a conversation perhaps, but you know it's necessary. So there's that piece. Um, and just as an aside, I wonder if sometimes if we are wired for having an a quote unquote addiction, if you will, to newness, even though we know that that newness feeling does not last forever. That honeymoon phase is eventually going to come to an end and we all know it. And yet we're always surprised when it happens. Um, but it's at that point when that shift occurs that in some instances, people give up on potentially really great relationships. And when it comes to projects, it's at that point that those projects shift into a status that I call the purgatory of being incomplete. All decisions about that project, all movement about that project is halted. And here's the thing, you pay a price for those things that are incomplete in your life especially if they matter to you. They take up space in some capacity or another. Perhaps it's physical space in terms of your environment. Perhaps it's emotional space. Perhaps it's mental space. And it absolutely chips away at your energy and your attention. And it becomes this thing that's just really heavy to carry around because you know there's something that you need to finish and you're not finishing it. So if you have something that is unfinished or incomplete, it's distracting you and it's distracting you um, in a way that's not really good. <laughs> um, and here's the thing, right? Everybody listening under the sound of my voice, including me, we all have a project or two or maybe even three, if not more, that are lingering on our to-do list that's incomplete. And we really, really need to address that. And so that means that it's time to take some time to make a decision about what to do with that unfinished stuff, if you will. From my perspective, though, before you can make a decision about whether you should abandon something or keep it, there are some other things that need to happen preliminarily. So I want to walk you through this framework that I have, and it's part exercise, part framework, to just help you get to the point so that when you are making a decision, you're being really, really intentional about that. So you know, you know the law of inertia, right? That says a project at rest stays at rest. So before we can, you know, get those projects that are unfinished to a point where we want to make a decision about what to do next, we need to first identify the pattern. Identify your patterns when it comes to projects. So the first thing that I want you to do is to just do a brain dump of all of your projects. Don't make a distinction just yet between work and personal projects or whether it's a project that's important to you or not. Just list all of your projects on paper. Get them out of your head. And then next to each project, 
mark the date, and it can be approximate of course, but mark the date that you started the project and also note why. Why did you start this project? Why was it important to you at some point in time? And you know what, if you can't remember the why, that might be a clue of something that you might want to explore and investigate. So after you've done the brain dump and you've listed the start date for the project along with you with the why, now is a really good time to mark, when did you notice that you stopped working on it? And can you recall what triggered that? You know, was it that the project became too emotional? Was it that you were no longer inspired by it? Was it that it was requiring habits of you that you were just having a hard time keeping up with? Did it become too complex and you just don't have the, the emotional or mental bandwidth for it? Or did the budget for it exceed the resources that you've set aside or that you currently have on tap? Doing this first step, i.e. identifying the, the, the project patterns or your patterns around projects, this reveals a heck of a lot more than just the total number of projects that are on your plate in general and that are on your plate and incomplete. And there's a lot of insight into taking a moment to think about the start and the stop dates and the reasons that you pressed pause. There's a lot of insight in there for you to noodle on. So that's the first thing. The second thing then that you want to do is to identify, well, what's the real problem? Because yes, we've just ticked off a list of reasons as to why you know the project might have stopped or whatever, but those really fall into an overarching reason. And that could be a lack of motivation, a lack of follow through, or a combo. So now, excuse me, go back over your list and annotate which of those projects were paused because you were no longer motivated. Which of those projects were paused because you got stuck. You got stuck at a particular step and you couldn't figure out how to make it to the next phase. So that would be follow through. And which is a combination of both. Again, doing that is providing you with some insight. And then the third piece is you want to discover the price. What is the price that you are paying for having something incomplete or unfinished? And a helpful way to assess this is to determine what kind of space is this unfinished project occupying? Is it physical space in terms of your environment? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it in terms of your attention? Is it energetic? Like figure out what is the price that you are paying? Because what is going on is that part of the price that you were paying is that you're distracted from other endeavors and other projects because you only have but so much bandwidth in any given day. And so this price that you're paying for this unfinished project is preventing you from doing something else. And so what is this other thing that you were doing or not able to do, I should say? So... I think that those first three things, identifying the project pattern, figuring out what the real problem is, and discovering the price, I think those three things have to be done before you can make a decision about what comes next. And to me, the what comes next is actually two layers to that. 
the first layer in terms of making a decision about what comes next is determining, does this project still matter to you? Does this goal still matter to you? Does that action or decision that you need to make, does it matter to you? Does the conversation still matter to you? If yes, why? And then if no, why not? What changed? And you're asking both of these questions, if yes and if no, not from the standpoint of any sort of, you know, self-judgment or shame or anything like that. Again, you're collecting data so that you can have more insight about what to do to move, your, move you forward. And then begs the question, are you ready to move forward? Because readiness is extremely important. And then... The other layer to making a decision about what comes next is to then determine, do you ditch the project? And do you give yourself permission to ditch it? And, and I like to refer to this as ditching it on purpose. Do you give yourself permission to do so? And then this way, you can do it without feeling guilty about it. Or do you decide to keep it, but you're going to keep it in its paused phase because you're not quite yet um, prepared to, you know, provide a start date for when you're going to address it, but you're also not ready to ditch it. And then are you going to keep it and keep it with a specific date in mind in terms of when you're going to resume it? Because really, again, at the end of the day, these are the three categories that the unfinished or incomplete project can fall into. You're either going to ditch it, you're going to keep it without a date, or you're going to keep it and you're going to start it on a specific date. Um, and so I think that's important because um, it gives you the space to be intentional about where you want to go next but also it gives you the space to discover and explore where you were. If that, hopefully that makes sense. So you get a chance to see where you were and be intentional about where you want to go next. And as you listen to this, you may be feeling a little bit overwhelmed <laughs> as you listen to this, as you think about the list of projects that you have. Um, and I want to reduce some of that overwhelm by reminding you that you do not need to get every single project on track. Of course you don't. But if it matters to you, this is a framework that is going to help you be really intentional about getting that project back on track and then also remembering, and this is also really key, remembering that everything, whether it's a project or whether it's love, everything has a phase to it, right? <laughs> so, you know, in both, as I mentioned, going back to the parallel that I, that I drew at the beginning in terms of, you know, falling in love and starting a new project and what do they have in common? In both, you start off a little bit smitten, right? You're so excited about what lies ahead, the possibilities and all of that. And then a shift happens. In love, that shift might be that you have your first fight, or if you're already in a relationship, it might be that you have the biggest fight that you ever had, or you realize you've been having the same fight over and over again, and you're like, oh God, really? It could be that. Um, and then with projects, it could be that you've bumped up against your first big challenge, or you're like really bored of particular tasks and you're finding them onerous, or you're finding yourself 
having to make a really hard decision that quite frankly you would prefer not to have to make. It's for all of those reasons though that I think the first step in finishing the year stronger is taking a closer look at your unfinished projects, your unmet goals, those tasks and those uh, actions and, and decisions that you have not taken, that you've postponed in that conversation that you are avoiding and understanding why. Because hidden in that are clues. There are clues for how you can revitalize the project and there are also clues for how you can bring back the excitement in your relationship. And so in terms of the parallels, uh, yes, you start off strong and then, you know, the shift happens and things begin to wane. But also with both love and projects, you are provided, if you look for it, with the clues for how do you sustain it as it grows and evolves through various stages. So this concludes this portion of this multi-part conversation about finishing the year stronger. I hope you take a lot from it, but if you were to walk away with just one thing, here's that one thing. You do not have four full months until the end of the year. You do not have four full months to complete what is currently incomplete or to finish what is currently unfinished. At best, you have two and a half, maybe three months. Noodle on that. And noodle on that from the standpoint of if you were to think about it as opposed to, oh, I've got four months to do this, and you thought about it of through the lens of I only have two months, I only have two and a half months, maybe three months, what would you do differently? How would you approach those things that are unfinished and unmet and incomplete? How would you approach that differently? That's what I would love for you to contemplate, and then we'll continue this conversation. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. You have a plethora of options when it comes to podcasts, and I'm just so glad that this is one that is on your list. Let us know what you found most useful, and if we're not already connected on social media, just put my name in the search for Twitter or Instagram, Jaquette Timmons, and my respective handles will come up. We always enjoy it when you leave a comment, when we post the episode online. And likewise, we really en enjoy it when you leave a rating or a review. And hey, and just one other thing, if you're in the New York City area or you're up to coming up to New York City, I am hosting the next Comfort Circle dinner where we get together and talk about money, business, and life over food and wine. And this month's theme is how to finish the year stronger. And this will be a part of that conversation, um, as will be other elements that we'll tap into. But if you want to join us for that evening, um, you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. You can learn more about the dinner concept and then RSVP for the September 23rd dinner if it is of interest to you. And until next time, remember, it is about more than money. Mm -hmm.